Welcome to another episode of The Rock Show. This is episode 107. And man, do we have a show for you today. We have the making of the album Ace of Space by Motorhead. And holy shit, if it's loud, rude, and you want to bang underage girl, he got the show <laughs> for you. <laughs> There's a song all about that on there called Jailbait. Jailbait, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, this is one of my favorite albums of all time. It's this is a great album. Top 10 probably favorite albums of all time. Um, as you all know, I'm a huge Motorhead fan for many, many years. Um, <clears throat> this album is just one of really a few bands that, you know, puts out an album that every song is great on the album. There's not, There's no filler on this album at all. And that cover, okay. that cover. Oh, the cover! The cover is iconic. Okay, it's classic. And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about how that got to be. Okay, because it's not what you think. Yeah, so, <laughs> it was not the desert. Let's let's talk yeah, about that. Yeah. So let me tell you. So how come there was two versions? There was the international version, then there was the uh, U.S. version. The international version, for reason, Ace of Space, and right in the first, like it was the first song. How come the USA one had Ace of Space as the sixth song, and on the other side, on the beat side? I didn't. I I don't recall that. Uh, you're saying that the the UK version is different than the US version. The it was the same like of the, the album song, on the song, but the problem is like the 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 the, 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 the international version started right with Ace of Space. The American yeah. version didn't happen to the the B side. And it was like the sixth, sixth song. Like when you got the original album, it was the first song, but it was on the B side, which makes no sense. Like they oh, saying the it was on side. It was on side two. Yeah, it was on side ah. two. The U.S. version. The U.S. version start with the, it's the, better than the catch. That's what if you get the U.S. version. Uh, wow. Okay, you, you know, Rob, you got me on that one, man. Yeah, the original. I, 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 I don't recall that because I I remember buying it. In the eighties, oh, definitely not not when it came out in nineteen eighty. I would say maybe eighty three, eighty four. And I remember Ace of Spades always being the first song. I can still remember buying it on cassette. Maybe they changed uh, it. Maybe they, they changed might it. have. Uh-huh. Yeah, they might because it was the first Motorhead record released in America. Yeah. Even though they had they had two other albums, well, three technically, but two other albums before that, uh, Bomber and Overkill, and. Uh, that was the you could only get them as imports at yeah. the time in America, uh, and they hadn't really broken through yet in this country. Uh, Ace of Spades would change that, and eventually Iron Fist, the next album, would do well, and they would be on their way after that. But um, yeah, I mean, this album broke it open for them in so many markets. They were really like 
part of this like English new wave of British heavy metal. They were kind of lumped in with that, even though they were still around a few more years than those bands. Because Motorhead yeah. started in 75. Okay. And Lemmy was well known before that because he was in Hawkwind and, and yeah. some other and some other bands going back to the early 1960s. Okay. He'd been playing music for a long time since he was probably about 1963. Okay. Wasn't so he already had a roadie for Jimi Hendrix. He, he is a documentary. Yeah, he was a, he, right. He was, <laughs> yep. Yep. He was, he was a roadie for Jimi Hendrix in the sixties. Uh, and also for, uh, a band called the nice. He was a roadie yeah. for, but, um, all right. So let's get into the history of this amazing album. Uh, 41 years later, it, it holds up. Uh, I don't think anybody can deny that. Um, it was their Motorhead's fourth album, Ace of Spades, fourth studio album at the time. Um, they had the first album just called Motorhead, which was actually shelved for a few years. And then oh, Bomber and Overkill would come out after that. And then they would release the first album. So it was yeah. kind of out of order. Uh, but this album, Ace of Spades, came out on November 8th, 1980 on Bronze Records. Um, it's still their most commercially successful album out of their whole career. Uh, they were around for 40 years from 1975 to 2015 with the death of, of Lemmy Kilmeister. Yeah. Um, it was recorded at Jackson Studios in the rickmansworth section of england uh between august and september 1980 it was produced by a guy named vic maley uh vic maley had worked with led zeppelin uh jimmy hendrix the who okay uh he had a history going back with with lenny for many years they knew each other from when he was in hawkwind okay yeah. they had done some recording with him uh at that time now ace of spades even though it was motorhead's third album it was the first to be released in the usa with uh mercury records put it out okay uh they distributed it now by 1979 the band had two successful albums like i said overkill and bomber they had a very loyal following especially live okay uh they had several tv appearances under their belt by that point but they couldn't really be labeled you couldn't put them in any kind of real genre all right nah, they, they, they like they like to be called rock and roll if you would ask lemmy or any of the guys in the band what do you do i play rock and roll that's that's it they, they and they said that all their careers okay but you know the media and 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 things society being the way it is you gotta label things so he kind of you know, motorhead kind of bridged this line between punk and heavy metal it was the one band that punks and metalheads could all agree upon. Okay, that were great. All right. So, um, and they influenced so many people, but they always just preferred to be called rock and roll. But in 1979, Sounds Magazine was promoting the label New Wave of British Heavy Metal. And it classified some new bands that were out, like Iron Maiden, okay, uh, Judas Priest. Uh, Def Leppard, Saxon, okay, uh, they would all be lumped into that new wave of British heavy metal. Uh, Motorhead, like I said, got lumped in with that a little bit, but they did reject the term heavy metal. They didn't like to be called that 
Newport. Nah, he, uh, they were rock and roll. There was a rock. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. Know, I mean, compare them to heavy metal because they were so loud. Like they were the loudest band you could fucking hear. Like they were just loud. Yeah. 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 I mean, ACDC, who is extremely loud. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we always said the only band louder than us is Motorhead. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and it's true. I've seen both of them live, and nobody was louder than Motorhead. Okay, I used to. I mean, I saw them at Lamore's in Brooklyn, a little club. Okay, and just, you, you're, you're deaf for two fucking days after. Okay, you know, I never. We didn't wear we didn't wear earplugs in those days, like the kids at concerts today. All with the little earplugs, you know, to protect themselves. We, we we were like sitting on the fucking monitor, you know what I mean? So, anyway, uh, even even though they got lumped in with this heavy metal genre, it actually helped them. All right, it didn't hurt them. It, it got them additional press, and uh, Sounds Magazine was covering this this new genre every week, so it helped promote them a lot. Uh, Lemmy, knowing that the band was on the rise because of this, wanted to use a different producer than they had before. Uh, their last two albums, they used Jimmy Miller. Um, and this time they settled in with Vic Maley. Now, he had a tremendous background, like I mentioned, Zeppelin, Hendrix. Uh, Lemmy knew him from the Hawkwind days. But they were confident that Maley would capture their raw sound, their raw live sound, and kind of mix it on an album and get that perfect, that perfect sound for them. And he did, okay, because it's probably... Not that they were ever badly produced. Maybe the first album a little bit could have been a little bit better produced. But this album, I think, is by far the, probably their best sounding album. Uh, I do like Another Perfect Day, too. And that's a that's a whole other story. We could talk about that album someday. Um, Vic Maley was, was a different kind of character. Okay, He was very soft-spoken. Uh, he was the opposite of, of Lenny and Filthy Animal Taylor and Fast Eddie Clark. Okay. Uh, these guys were known for arguing, fighting, getting into fistfights in the studio, you know, throwing shit at each other. You know, they, they were known for bickering. Um, and this guy, Vic, Maley, was, was very soft-spoken, but he got them to be more disciplined. Okay, they would play harder. They would they would you know rehearse. Uh, he would say things to them, you know. Even though he was soft spoken, he would call them cunts in the studio. <laughs> okay, uh, you know he would say like, "Is this all you got?" Okay, and he'd make them you know really knuckle down and play well. And it really shows on the album because it's very disciplined. That album, it's, it's just Lemmy actually sings a little bit for the first time. Uh, you know, Lemmy has the Lemmy voice, the Lemmy growl, and that uh, you know, on Overkill and Bomber, it's more like he's shouting. But Ace yeah. of Spades, he actually tries to sing a little bit. Um, now, think about the tracks on this album. I right? some of their most famous ones. Uh, the Chicks is better than the Catch. We are the Row Crew. Uh, Love Me Like a Reptile, one of my that's, personal that's favorites. Uh, Jailbait. Jailbait. Yeah, Jailbait. Uh, the Hammer. Yeah, Hammer's great. The, that's the last song on the album. Uh, and of course, Ace of Spades. All right, that was the hit single. And that got to number 15. It was their highest single in their whole career. Got to number 15 in the UK. 
Um, it would actually come out, the single itself would come out in October, about a month ahead of the album's release. And uh, the band would go on top of the Pops to promote it. That was the first time anybody had heard it, on top of the Pops. And uh, it was a big hit right away. Like I said, I got the number 15 in the UK. Um, the band at that point began a tour with uh, support from uh, the band Girl School, okay, which was a, a great all-girl band that Motorhead had a lot to do with. They would collaborate together and stuff and uh, tour together several times. They were kind of like a female Motorhead Girl School. Very well, they cool. me. I always liked this. Um, and a band called Var a band called Vardis. Okay, <laughs> Vardis was kind of a. They were lumped in with that new wave of British heavy metal. They were kind of like not really metal, more like hard rock, okay? And uh, oh, I'm trying to remember the, the lead singer's name. He had a unique name, like Steve something. You want to look it up? Uh, Vardis, the lead singer's name. I can't remember his, his last Vardis. name now. But he had like a great stage name. V-A-R-D-I-S, yeah. Um, they went on tour with these two bands starting on October 22nd, 1980. And it was supposed to go on for a, a couple of months, the tour. But on December 20, on, I'm sorry, December 7th, they were playing in Belfast. And after the show, there was some partying, horsing around backstage. And there was some Irish guys that they were hanging out with backstage. And one of them picked up Filthy Animal, the drummer, Filthy Animal Taylor. <laughs> and... <laughs> Play like he was fucking around and he dropped him on his head. Vargas dropped him on his head. And what happened? Filthy, filthy animal broke his neck. Okay, he actually broke his neck. And it, it had to cancel the tour for a while till he could recover. He had to wear a fucking neck brace. Okay. And <laughs> that put everything on hold for, for a while. I mean, he's lucky to have survived. I mean, he broke his neck, you know. Yeah, he's talking about that. He had that little so, um, in his back. Yeah, he would develop like a, a big, like a, the doctor said it was a calcium deposit. The fact that it was related to it when he was older. But yeah, I mean, how many people you know broke their neck and survived? <laughs> yeah, not too many people. They've been wrestling that have landed on their head right. and broke their neck and survived. No, no. Right, right, right. Now, uh, the artwork on the album, you mentioned that earlier. Okay. Incredible. The Incredible. artwork on the album is, is classic, okay? And it's actually a little bit of a, a fake, okay? The, now, the boys were, were dressed up as gunfighters, kind of, okay? Uh, appearing to stand <laughs> in the desert. And originally, what they were going to do is they were going to dress as gunfighters sit around the uh like a card table like they were gambling playing cards and it was going to be done in a sepia tone to make it look like old okay okay but they rejected <laughs> that they didn't like the cover for that so they ruled against it but they decided to go for this like arizona desert style uh, uh and kind of themselves as famous cowboys all right, and Fast Eddie Clark, if you look at his outfit, he's wearing a poncho. So he's based off of Clint Eastwood in 
good, bad, and the ugly, and all that. Yeah. Um, then you have Filthy Animal. Filthy Animal is kind of based off of Marlon Brando in One Eye Jacks, which is a very underrated western. Everybody should check out. Yeah. Um, also, Lemmy is kind of based off of Maverick, like the TV show. Yeah. Okay, Maverick. And uh, but even though everybody thinks they're standing in the desert, they actually shot the picture in a sand pit in Barnet, England. They were nowhere near Arizona. They had they hadn't even ever been to America. Yeah, I mean the only person ever been to America was uh, was fucking Lemmy when he was in Hawkwind. That was the only time he was ever there. But um, the blue sky actually was airbrushed on. Because the sky that day in, in Barnet, like most days in England, is cloudy. Okay? So they faked that. So that, that sky, when you look at it, that was just airbrushed. Okay? Indeed, now, that's incredible. Filthy Animal would recover from... Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, filthy Animal would recover from his broken neck. Okay? And the band would tour the rest of Europe. Okay? They would be, you know... Planting seeds along the way. We're going to talk about how they influenced a lot of people. Um, they ended up opening for Ozzy in America. Okay. And that was America's first view of, uh, of Motorhead. Okay. And um, they were a hit, you know, kind of underground. Okay. They didn't sell. Uh, Ace of Spades didn't chart in America. Okay. The album never charted. Uh, uh, their next album, Iron Fist would crack the top 200. But Ace of Spades didn't make a splash as far as sales. But going on tour with Ozzy was a big deal at that time. Ozzy was just starting his solo career. Okay. So uh, um, they also, I, I think if I remember right, they did some dates on their own as well. I believe they, they I, could be, I could be wrong. I'm trying to remember my history here. I, I know that um, Joey Ramone was a, a gigantic Motorhead fan. And uh, he saw that, and I think they might have played the Ritz like themselves or something like that, headlining at all club, as well as being on tour with Ozzy. Uh, wow. Don't quote me, I'm not 100%. But I remember reading uh, something, with the Ramo- something with the Ramones about how oh, that was the first first time I'd seen Motorhead and that. And they would, they would be lifelong friends too, Motorhead and the Ramones. Um, Ace of Spades, like I said, it, it didn't really chart in America, but the tour exposed Americans and Europeans to the music, okay? And in doing so, it would kick off what would be called in a few years thrash metal or speed metal. Thrash metal, yeah. Okay. Uh, Motorhead was very yeah, Motorhead was very influential in planting the seeds for that. Uh, Lars Ulrich, okay, you know from Metallica, okay, yeah. the drummer. Uh, he was was living in Europe at the time, and he was a huge Motorhead fan. Uh, is Lars from Denmark, I think, right? I, I think he's yeah. from Denmark. He's once a Scandinavian, I forget if it's Denmark. Uh, he... He um, would be one of the uh, of a Motorhead fan club, okay, growing up, and uh, 
but it wasn't just it wasn't just Europeans. Okay, you had guys like Dave Mustaine who would be in Megadeth later on uh, and play with Metallica originally. Uh, guys in New York City and Forest Hills, guys that became Anthrax. They were they were listening to Motorhead. They oh, had they their, their ears to that. Um, oh yeah, yeah. All those you know bands that would be called thrash metal. I mean, there's even a thrash metal band called Overkill, which is named yep. after the Motorhead album. Okay. Yep. okay. Um, and uh, they, they were very influential, even in the punk scene. Scene, love them. Uh, it, 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 Motorhead is just, you know, everybody loved them, all the different genres. Now, they never sold a lot of kids, unfortunately. Uh, but Ace of Spades, like I said, would make it to number four in the UK. Iron Fist would crack the top 200 in a, for the first time. And the lineups over the years for Motorhead would change. Uh, yeah. Sadly, this three-piece original lineup is, 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 is gone. It's dead. Everybody passed away. Um, Filthy Animal Taylor, he died in uh, November of 2015. Uh, Lemmy would die a month later. In December of 2015, and Fast Park died a couple of years later in 2018. So, Motorhead, even though they're not with us, continue to be an iconic rock and roll band. Uh, that for me, uh, you know, they walked the walk and they talked the talk. They, they were just, you know, Lemmy was a living legend, he was the epitome of what you know, rock and roll and the rock and roll lifestyle style was, you know. Uh, if you remember the Lemmy documentary, I mean, he slowed oh, down great in his later years a little bit. But, you know, he was he was the kind of guy, like, if the doctor told him to cut down on his drinking, instead of drinking Jack, he would just drink beer. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so he just, you know, I mean, what can you say to that, okay? You know, he just Mike, didn't, he didn't know, care. You know he the- was going to live that, that life to the end that he did. That? The guy was the guy was such an influence to so many bands, and for to me, I'm still shocked that they weren't bigger in the U.S. Because they were fantastic. They were just that ultimate rock. They were the ultimate rock and roll. So I got a guy that's that's playing this bass like a fucking guitar. It was incredible. And that documentary of them fighting those are uh, the Patty Boys or whatever. That the guy just flies to this fucking stage and they get into a fist fight with some guys that came in. It's Motorhead. These yeah. guys were out of their minds. <laughs> yeah, they, they they were, and I mean that, especially that original three piece lineup that they had. You know, oh those God. guys were just classic. Uh, you know, you couldn't. And it was all it was all fueled by fucking speed. These guys were like speed freaks, okay. <laughs> and you know, if you've ever done speed, if you ever done speed, I mean, you you. You burn out really quick if you becomes your life. But Lemmy did it for his whole fucking life. I don't know. He should have left his body to science. All right. You know, really. I mean, what made him last 70 years on this planet? You know, I mean, it's it's amazing. I don't, I'm not even making fun of it. I'm in, I'm, I'm just in awe of it, you know, and, and, uh, I'm glad I got to meet him the one time I did, and and he was he was a good guy, uh, funny, very nice, um, cool with the fans. If you remember the documentary on Lemmy, he was, you know, 
a fun guy sitting around playing video games, you know, yeah, all that stuff. Um, we're getting back to the album, getting back to the album for a second. It, it would be like you said in the beginning, the album would be re-released a lot of times over the years. Um, it would be expanded. They would, they would come out with uh, two disc versions of it with uh, extra tracks and live shit thrown in and de- demos thrown in. Um, but I think the greatest collection that they ever did is the 40th anniversary that just came out a few months ago in 2020. Uh, this is a box set that's out that I just want to talk about for a minute. Um, and it's vinyl, it, all vinyl. It's basically a vinyl set, okay? All vinyl, except for a, a DVD of some, you know, videos and stuff and live shows. But let me just tell you, everybody, tell everybody what's on this, okay? Because if it's huge, you have to have it, okay? Uh, the only thing that's held me back getting it right now is it's like three hundred bucks, and I just don't have the cash at the moment. But I will get this. Um, Ace of Spades. The, the first thing it is, it's like. They did a half-speed remastering of the album, again, on vinyl, okay? And when you do something half-speed in this process, it really enhances the sound, okay? Um, There's also two double live albums of unreleased live material from the Aces Up Your Sleeve tour. Now, that was the tour that they did for that album where he broke his neck. That was called that was called Aces Up Your Sleeve. Uh, so that's four albums. Two 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 double live albums. Now uh, there's a, a a record called A Fistful of Instrumentals. It's a 10 inch EP uh, of all unreleased instrumental tracks from 1980. Also there's something called The Good, The Broke and The Ugly. It's a yep. double album of B sides. Again two Two L's, Eastside's outtakes, and rare tracks. Um, there's something called Ace on Your Screens, which is a yep. DVD compilation of rare TV appearances from 1980 to 81. There's a live concert that's never been released before 1981, and a 5.1 audio remix of Ace of Spades on the DVD. Uh, there's also something called the Ace of Spades Story, which is a 40-page book that comes with the set. Uh, it's all previously unpublished interviews and unseen photographs, okay, from people that were involved with the album and the band. Yeah, um, there's a reproduction book. of the Aces Up Your Sleeve. Yes, yes, there's a reproduction of the Ace Up Your Sleeve tour program. Um, and then there's what was called Rock Commando, Motorhead Rock Commando, and it's a comic book. Um, and to top it off, Rob, you have a set of five poker dice that yeah. can be played on a board game. If you, if you flip the cover over on the inside, there's a game in there on the inside cover that you can play with the dice. Okay? So... The whole thing costs about 300 bucks on Amazon. Uh, I think it's worth it. I'm going to get it sooner or later. Uh, I know a couple <laughs> people that have it. They love it. Are you showing it? There it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty much what you get. Cool. You get like, the, cool. game, the magazine. Like, you get a bunch of stuff with this uh, thing. It's like for $300, you know what? You get like so many albums, so much unreleased stuff. 
You get B slides. You get everything. You pretty much get the yeah. ultimate ace of space kid. It's like a kid. You got everything you're ever going to need with it. Live shows, yeah. movies, everything. Right. I mean, it's totally worth it. Um, there has been also released in the last couple of months, like some shortened versions of that box set. Uh, some of it has been put out on CD, I think, uh, but not the whole set. I mean, you want for me, I'm, I'm still a vinyl fan, so I definitely want the whole thing, you know. Um, it actually, the, 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 the set itself has been charting very well across the world. Uh, wow. It's cracked the top 200 here. Uh, I wow. think it got to number six, number six in Sweden or something like that. But hey, what we hit thirty in Sweden or something? We're doing all yeah, Sweden, Sweden. <laughs> on the rock show. Um, <laughs> so what one is one is about Sweden? I don't know. They got they like a lot of cool shit. One hundred one in Sweden. That's what we are. One hundred one. I think we're thirty in New Zealand, right? Last time around. No, no, we're we're thirty in Sweden. We are see we're one hundred one in Japan. <laughs> one. Oh, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. So, um, you know, one thing I want to mention too is you know, Ace of Spades is the, you know, the the the, the signature Motorhead song for a lot of people. Even people that aren't into Motorhead that much, this is the one song they all point to. Now, Lemmy himself has, you know, was on record many times saying, like, that's not our best. Okay, we have other songs, and we didn't stop at Spades. Because so many people would ask to play that, okay? And I saw Motorhead many times over the years, and Lemmy used to have a lot of fun when he did that song. He used to fuck with it. Okay, because for a lot of years he never even said Ace of Spades. He would say he'd say eight of spades and like nobody even noticed what he was saying. Okay. He would say eight of spades. And uh <laughs> and he would also like there's that line in there like uh you know, and I don't wanna live forever. But he would say like, and I don't wanna live forever, but apparently I will. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> apparently I am living forever, like that. He would say, you know, it was funny. You know, he, you know, he was like, okay, we got to do one now and just, you know, kick it to Ace of Spades. And, uh, but, you know, he had to do it every night. What could you do? But it, it holds up. Uh, it's, it's one of, I mean, you know, I, 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 as a big Motorhead fan and I own every album. Okay, and quite a few, you know, rarities and things. I have a whole Motorhead collection here at home. Uh, I don't know if it's my favorite album from them. Um, yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad album. Hell no. Okay, but it, it just—it's not—it's not an album I always go to. But when I do go back to it, I love it. Okay, and uh, uh, another Motorhead original. album I mentioned it earlier was Another Perfect Day, which. Which one? Uh, Motorhead, the original, the self-titled one. We, oh, oh, the first one. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's a cool album. And that's a so different that album out. because it, it, it doesn't have all the same guys on it. Yeah. Uh, it's got uh, a couple of – a mix of some different people on there. Uh, but that, that album was, was very good too. I like Overkill a lot and Bomber. Okay, Overkill and Bomber are excellent. Uh, they've come out with some masked versions. 
Yeah, they've remastered them over the years and put them out. They sound great. Uh, Iron Fist is an interesting album. Another Perfect Day is a good album. And, you know, I can't I can't emphasize even the latest stuff, okay? When they were playing with um, Phil Campbell and, and, and Mickey D and yeah. maybe through the 90s and the 2000s, uh, they would end up winning a Grammy for the best metal album, I believe, for Inferno which is a great racket. I saw them on that tour in B.B. Uh, Kings on 42nd Street. Wow. Uh, great show there. Um, that was another one where I, I walked out deaf. I mean, seeing Motorhead at B.B. Kings was, was pretty <laughs> cool. You know, they were real close up. You know? <laughs> yeah. And that was one of the few times I'd been to B.B. Kings and they, they didn't have tables set up. Okay. They, they just had open space because they knew it was going to be insane okay so they that's how they did that but um i miss motorhead you know some of my favorite bands just don't they're not there motorhead the ramones the cramps uh you know they're just not around anymore and i miss these bands motorhead was somebody that, that you know that they came around every two years something like that new record new tour and and they there's no, there was no such thing as a bad Motorhead show. They always sounded great. Lemmy was a character, uh, and Ace of Spades. They always did a good three or four songs from it. You know, they would always do Chases Better Than the Catch. We Are the Road Crew. I think was in every show as a dedication to. Uh, you know, they dedicate that to their road crew. Yeah. Um, Jail would do sometimes. Uh, and but of course, Ace of Spades, they had to do that. That was every night. But yeah, I mean, you ever see Motorhead, Robin? No. Uh, the closest thing I came to Motorhead was probably one of the WrestleMania. They play a uh, Triple H's theme song. Do you want to play the game? So they were out there. I think. It was oh, just when he when he did Motorhead. the game, yeah. The... Yeah, Lemmy got some kind of award for that. I think right. Did they get a yeah. Grammy or some? Some award for the game, for that song. He got yeah, some. I remember that. That was a, that was a big hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got something for that. Yeah. So, another episode done. That's uh, Motorhead's "The Making of Ace of Spades." Uh, what do we got next week, Rob? Next week we have. I think it's a. Uh, hold on, let me get my notes. Cause, like everything else, you know, when you do a live show. Shit happens. <laughs> Next week, we got the making of the Stooges <laughs> Roll Power. That's going to be a good one, too. I know we're doing Satanic Majesty's Request. Yes. Uh, there's an REM record, Murmur, we're going to do. And I know there's another one in there somewhere. New York Dolls. Uh, five weeks. Oh, yeah, right. The second New York Dolls record, Too Much Too Soon. We're going to talk about that. So, all right, Rob. So, if anybody wants to find me, I'm on Instagram, RockerMike212. Uh, I am on MeWe as RockerMike. I am on CloutHub as RockerMike. I am on Facebook under my Christian name, Michael Baker. And uh, also on Facebook with the Rock Show podcast group page that me and you run. So, where can we find you, Rob? You can pretty much find me on anything getting lumped up on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, 
Instagram and pretty much anything. Just look up Lumped Up and we're the first people that popped up on Google or anything. We also got the website. And remember, people, if you want to support the show, get the T-shirt at uh, Pro Wrestling Tea. That's getting lumped up. And uh, people, we love you. We hate you. But we love you. Yep. And remember, don't get drunk. Get lumped up. We will. We love you and we hate you at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, people. See you next week. Get lumped up on the rock show.